All right, welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast, episode 194. Altai here, joined this week by... Remo. All right, and we are off to another riveting podcast. We missed last week again because Omar was too busy grinding uh, in the new expansion for Final Fantasy XIV. So, Omar, tell us about your journey to Max. Listen, level. listen, I was on the full degen schedule if you've ever played a more pg at launch or you know you're very highly addicted at a certain time for a game you know you know what this is like so once the expansion launched at uh like thursday at like 2 a.m my time of course i immediately play the second the servers go on and it was at like 2 a.m so i only played for like four hours i slept like 6 a.m that day and then immediately afterwards on friday i played 16 hours a day i had the 16 hour a day grind schedule for all the main story quest content for like the following three or four days which of course included tuesday as well so I missed the podcast because I was literally playing 16 hours a day. I think I only took a break to eat and shower. That was it. You showered. And I'm impressed. I did. I, I sh- Hold on. I showered once. Okay. In like a five, in a four-day period. Four or five-day period, I'm going to say. All right. So I'm, I'm back to normal schedule now, guys. We're back to you know, regularly showering. But, you know, during that like that five-day window where I was playing 16 hours a day, all right, I was, I was going ham. 16 hours a day. I played through the main story content. I'm currently, you know, obviously max level. And I'm um, best in slot, ready to go for the, the Savage Ragers coming out in like um, three or four weeks now. So there's really not much more for me to do in the game right now. But uh, I'm, I'm ready to go for the next you know, big big set of updates coming out soon. And I've enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, I think Shadowbringers had the best story of all the all of Final Fantasy XIV. They really did a good job with it. In fact, I'm, I'm not going to talk about any spoilers in the podcast. But there's, you know, it got to a point where really at the end the end of the expansion... Like when you were when you were when we were finding when we were confronting like the antagonist right or the main villain, it got to a point where like I was like holy shit like this villain he has a really good point. Like I actually sympathize with the villain to a point where I'm like in fact I'm convinced that the villain's motivations are, are are more pure and morally superior than the main characters, the warrior of light. So I actually realized wait a minute the, the bad guy is doing the right thing. Of course he's got to crack a couple eggs to get there and it looks bad, but his logic and arguments supported his position better than the, the Warrior of Lights, the main character's position. So the story was so good that we're sympathizing with the villain, and the writing was just so much better than previous uh, Final Fantasy XIV uh, expansions and content overall. Storytelling was, was superb, this expansion. They made a few like comically stupid decisions with some character design, but the main villain, I thought, was, was one of the best characters I've seen in like a video game. Wow, but but towards the end, did he make something comically evil just to like let you know that he's no, evil? No, no, wow, no, no, no. Usually, the whole time. Usually they do that, right? They build it up nice and then they make it comically mm-hmm. obvious who the bad guy is and yeah. why. I, I mean, I, I guess if you're thinking in a very one-dimensional way, you could like write him off as comically evil. But like, he, his character, for example, I mean, anyone who's played any Final Fantasy fourteen knows is Ossians, which are, have always been considered the main villains of the game. Are basically they, they they live immortal lives, right? So he, this guy's lived a thousand thousand lifetimes. So he gets frustrated sometimes. When he tries to explain things because he's explained it so many times to other people. So his anger and frustration kind of comes through in the way he explains his motivations. But he basically just sits down and tells you like why he's doing what he's doing, and it all makes sense. You know, of course, you got to kill a couple of people for his plan to work. But his plan would be a more net positive, I would say, for life in Final Fantasy XIV, the world of Final Fantasy XIV. That's why I was really engaged in the story because the whole time it's not like a Looney Tunes villain. I mean, if you played Stormblood, for example, there's a very Looney Tunes main villain, Xenos. He's the worst character in the game. I would argue one of the worst writing of, like, most video games I've ever played. He's just, oh, my God, I could just go on a tangent on this guy forever. He's the previous villain in the last expansion. He's motivated by one thing, the thirst for battle. Okay, he just likes fighting really strong dudes. So think, like, Vegeta or something, or any Saiyan from Dragon Ball Z. In a game that's trying to be very serious, right? He represents the Empire. He's the... He's the viceroy of like the conquered lands, right? And when he confronts the the main character, our character in the Stormblood story, he basically defeats us in battle, right? And he goes, "Haha, you are so weak right now. I'm gonna let you run off and go get stronger, so we can fight again later." Because I love battle. Hey, he likes battle. The man likes the battle. Boy likes, he explained. The boy likes he, he explained his motivation to you, right? So it's not like coming out of nowhere. How would this douche nozzle be appointed the viceroy of like this this this, this military campaign they're on? You know, like yes, he was obviously uh, royal, royalty. He's as a well, really good fighter, he, apparently. He conquered. Yeah, he, was, your, he, he did his job, right? He won. No, no, no. He still oh. ends up losing at the end, oh, obviously. Oh. But like, you know, the he, a, pro, a person that stupid in any real scenario would be appointed like a novelty position in like the empire, like some bullshit position with a lot of prestige with no responsibility. If he's incapable of making like normal decisions, and he just likes killing people for fun, just 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 to show how evil he is, he'll just kill people and do bad things for fun. 
That's his motivation. He was the main villain of the last expansion, potentially uh, villain in the upcoming updates as well. But I hate that character personally. And it was such a change of pace to have a character, character development that we actually care about that makes sense. Like, I want to see characters I sympathize with, even the bad guys. Like, a good villain will make sense. You have to sympathize with them. You can't be this one-dimensional Looney Tunes bad guy. All right, that's good. One more, one more thing. So I'll how do you? This guy lives forever. How'd you kill him? Well, I guess don't spoil it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers. No I mean, spoilers. there there are ways to kill out, you know, the, his race, for example. So this one character, I, I really um, like, I really, I liked kind of his motivations, but I just really hated his appearance. So I'm gonna show you what he looks like, and you would think it'd be easier to find, but uh, I'm just spelling his name horribly wrong. But I, overall, I think it was a phenomenal expansion. I think it's the highest rated expansion of um. By Metacritic score, I think user scores as well. People overall love the story. There's been some complaints with the some of the changes they've made to um, the classes. I know Scholar, uh, Astro, White Mage. Well, White Mage is not so bad, but the, the the healer classes really got um like they changed the way some of the classes work. So there's a lot of like the healers are really upset with just how poorly their classes play generally. Everybody else is generally pretty okay with the changes they've had, but they really objectively just butchered like uh, Scholar and Astro just being poorly designed. This one-dimensional, very lazy design on the, on the character classes. So it's not all it's not all you know sunshine and rainbows, but I, I think it's the best expansion for the game. And I'm more amazed by the fact that the game had about one one million uh, active subscribers pre-launch of Shadowbringers. I would love to see an updated figure in the near future. I mean, it's got to be higher, obviously, with the with the hype for it. I mean, the pre the pre-launch period, the end of Stormblood, is, uh, end of an expansion is always the most boring parts. You think it's possible to triangulate that uh, number with the next earnings call? Yeah, yeah, probably actually for sure. So that, that that that's a good point too. We'll find out when Square Enix released their next set of earnings how much they sold. But it might be a little confusing because box they'll sales. include the box yeah. sales. So in within six months, we'll have an idea of where the subscribers are based on, you know, because the box sales will die off by the time you know next three months pass. So in six months, we'll find out a good idea of where, apparently where their where where their you know subscriber numbers are. Yeah, so people in chat are saying apparently they got rid of some DOTs. For some of the healers, so basically yeah. they're making them pure heal bots, and that's what people are complaining about. Yeah, uh, their ability to do damage and stuff really went down, which makes like, I mean, healers don't really have to do a lot of damage in savage raids, even as long as they heal and the DPS does their job, they can clear the content. But like good players, right, that play healer, they want to do damage as well because it makes it more involved than in the play. I think one of the that's one of the really cool things on Final Fantasy XIV's class design. I think is you can actually play like if you play just generally a full healer, you can still clear the content. But if you really want to min-max, there's a lot of ways to min-max. What seems pretty simple in your rotation and applying that to an actual fight and knowing when to use certain abilities, there's a lot of room to min-max. It's actually very hard to get a perfect run. At least it was, you know, last expansion. I haven't done it. There's no Savage Rage yet. But it was very difficult to have a perfect run where you do everything flawlessly because it's so easy to mess up tiny things, which aren't going to, like, you know, again, if you're a really good player, it's not going to get in the way of clearing the content. But the min-maxing is really fun. I, I love min-maxing Final Fantasy XIV. And obviously, clearing the fight for the first time is fun too, but what, you would think running the same dungeon, running the same boss over and over again wouldn't be fun. Like after the first 10 times, it wouldn't be fun. But that's not true. I think they, they, they've made the class mechanics and the min-maxing options really, really fun. Because you, obviously you can't just stand there and cast the same abilities. You got to move around, doubt stuff. But it, it's remarkable. Every time, you know, I, I've, I've done every Savage fight like a billion times, you know, in the years I've played the game. Only because I, I do enjoy min-maxing. I do want to get those FF log parse numbers up. So it's, it's, it's really well designed from that perspective. Right, any luck with that picture? Or should we move, you know, move on? I don't know why. I, I don't know why I can't spell this guy's name. How you, how, am I not spelling Lord Valtry correctly? Valtry. Va, I, I got. It. I, I think I got it now. I got it now. Lord Lord Valtry. I got, I, okay, this guy. This guy is. I hate this character. He was. Okay, sorry for the really awful link there, but it should work. Oh my god, this guy's like, huge. Can you guess? Can He's you an guess absolute unit. Can you guess if this is a good guy or a bad guy, guys? Can you guess? This is this is Pudge from Dota when he got uh, elevated to the monarchy. Yeah. Again, can you guess if this is a good guy or a bad guy? Seems like a bad guy to me. Oh wow! What do you know, Altai? He's just fat and he's just comically like, you know, like what's remarkable is they did a full like. It was so bizarre because his character, Valtteri's character in the game, he he has some pretty interesting logic for what he's doing, right? What what he's doing appears evil. He has some really solid logic in general of what he's doing. It just they just could not reconcile the fact that they, they had to make him look so stupidly evil for no reason. Like I, I don't know why. That's they could have made him look more normal. That's the eye of the beholder. Okay, this is a very handsome, 
in his in his country, this is a very dapper gentleman, all right? So maybe. So it's uh it's it's definitely a bit odd that they decided to make him like that. All right. Well, um I'm uh, I, I guess it's pretty normal to have these big gaps between the launch of the expansion and then the first raid. It's not a huge gap again, because you know most people aren't going to no life this story the way I did. Like obviously, a lot of people are still max level. They they finish the story, but you know people that generally have work or school they can't no life it the way I did. So I think it's gonna come out like uh, sometime in August, mid August. So how many hours so. would you say, uh, roughly, does it take to get max level? Max level uh, this expansion. I mean, if if you literally I mean, again, hours, you just skip hours. all the cutscenes and just literally did only grind. Like there's there's, there's certain roulettes you can do, dungeon runs you can just grind. You can probably get in like uh, fifteen hours or something. So 20 fifteen hours is the minimum. What no, average? Like average guy playing at average rate. Oof! Again, it took me it took me uh, like six five six, five days of playing sixteen hours a day to finish the story. Really? That long? Yeah. Wow. That's if you I watched all the cutscenes. Yeah, I read yeah. everything. And you know, Final Fantasy fourteen is uh is very much a JRPG with the storytelling. You know, mm-hmm. it's a game heavily driven by story. If you want to play a you know MMORPG with with story elements, Final Fantasy fourteen, Star Wars: Old Republic, are really some of your only options. And that kind of brings us to a slight um. There's been a bit of drama this last week related to Final Fantasy fourteen with a fellow MMO content creator, Lazy Peon. Have you heard about that, Altai? No, I, I heard nothing about this. Okay, so he made a video criticizing Final Fantasy fourteen. He said it was the most boring leveling he's ever done, right? And he generally criticized the game, and he got a lot of sh- he got a lot of hate for that video. Obviously, all the fanboys of Final Fantasy fourteen immediately downvoted his video. He got attacked on Twitter from very hardcore fans of the game. And while I personally disagreed with what he said in the video, I, I was actually kind of blown away with just how like how defensive a lot of people got. Like everyone everyone attacked him because he said some things which were kind of stupid, in my opinion. But it's his opinion, guys. Like relax. He said like the story is really bad. Which I think people rightfully criticize him for. He skipped the story, right? So he he just he skips certain parts of the story. He bought the level skips, so he has no idea what's going on. So I, I feel like you can't really criticize the story if you just skip it. I mean, if, if if you play through the story and say it's bad, that's fine. We can respect that opinion, right? And generally, a lot of the stuff he said was like, "Oh, the gameplay is bad," because like it, he's basically the gameplay is bad because it's not like these other games that I like. Which I don't know why people got so like offended. Like you can disagree with the man, right? I, I, I'm here to defend Lazy Peon, by the way, guys. I disagree with everything he said in the video, but. He's allowed to not like the game. He's allowed to just not like the gameplay because it's not like the games he's played. And people criticize him for like, oh, you were trying to say it was objectively bad. Dude, no, he made a video saying he, it was bad. When somebody says, okay, this is a bad game, you don't have to say, in my opinion, it's a bad game. That's implied. Of course it's your opinion. Who else's opinion would it be? So everything he said was his opinion. And he's, he's right to have his opinion that he doesn't like the game, you know? So him trashing on the game, minus the parts where I think he was just objectively like silly to trash on the story when he didn't play it. But you, you, you can just say, you know, I didn't like it, so I skipped it. That's fine. But don't say it's bad when you just don't know what's going on. And he made a comment that a lot of people got offended by, talking about how um, the the story was a was a cash shot mechanic, where the story skipping stuff were basically you know in the game just to make money, and and the story was just, you know long on purpose to get you to buy the story skips, which I, I disagree with because obviously the story was in the game before the story skips were added. You know they added the story skips, you know in Stormblood, so they couldn't have possibly designed the story around the level skips. When, you know, the story existed before the level skip, so that was just contradictory. But beyond that, I think he got a lot more hate than he deserved. I mean, it's okay not to like every game, you know. Like, I have friends who don't like Final Fantasy fourteen. There's nothing wrong with that. I just think a lot of the people got a little too defensive. I think it's okay, it's okay to criticize a game, and you know, you can disagree with the man's everything the man said. Literally everything he said, I know you can disagree with, but the the hate was too strong. Well, I don't, I I don't like the fact that you got to pay for the the story skips and the level skips. I think I think WoW is a good system where every expansion you start at the previous max level and mm-hmm. you play the new content and if you want to make a new character and play the old story you can do that it, look that's that that's another approach to the thing but i think square enix designed final fantasy 14 around being a story driven game and they're basically telling you like listen if you don't want to do the story the whole story thing don't play you don't game. have to play our game and yeah that's, i mean that's the main reason i don't want to play final fantasy 14 oh, i don't play fine. mrpg for the story so that you know that, that okay. rules me out automatically, and and, and that's fine. You yeah. know, there's nothing wrong with not playing Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. You know, but they built the game around. They want you to be immersed in the world. They want you to know the characters. They want you to know all that stuff. I mean, you can disagree with that design philosophy. Oh, I, no, don't don't label it as immersed in the world. You can immerse someone in the world with a more show don't tell story, like older yeah, sure. games did. So, but yeah, if you want like a JRPG linear story, yeah, exactly. Play that. If you don't, oh, I don't want that though. Though there are legitimate concerns with like how boring there's like, there's certain between like level one and forties and like. The 20 to 40, there are certain gaps in the story which is just, I think, objectively poorly done and they feel monotonous, okay? So they, get, they can streamline certain parts of the story, I think, would be just really smart for them to do. But I think if you want to really enjoy Final Fantasy XIV, 
uh, going through the story, I think, is is worth the experience. Obviously, it takes a lot of time. And I, I'm not, you know, the idea of including a level skip or, you know, like the way WoW does isn't necessarily a terrible idea either. But that's that's the way they went. And I think I, th- I think it's OK. But obviously, I, I would still want, you know, my friends to play the game who don't like the story. I mean, and a lot of people skipped all the story in Shadowbringers, too. And they play purely for the rating and the other MMORPG mechanics in the game. So there, are, there is a community in Final Fantasy XIV that plays purely for rating, purely for the gameplay. But I would say that that's probably a minority. I think I think most people are playing for that JRPG-like experience, which is why there is no included levels. All right. Well, that's it's amazing that, uh, you know, the MMORPGs have gotten to that point, though, right? Where it's, it's, all, mm-hmm. it's almost the biggest, you know, Final Fantasy XIV is now arguably the largest uh, MMORPG, right? In the, in the West, in yeah. The, in the, and with that, you know... I would say, imagine you play a new character. You start level one, and mm-hmm. you play through all the main story quests uh, from original and all the expansions. How long would it take you to get to max level doing all the main story quests? Take and, your time. You're reading everything. You're not skipping. Oh, my God. Honestly, it's going to take you over 100 hours. 150, 200 hours. I'm say 200 hours. 200 hours. I think yeah. that's... Uh, it amazes me that there's so many players given that kind of, uh, I don't know, length you got to play just to get to a point where there's any anything going on i'll tie i'll tie ff14 is kind of like 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 a book or something you know you have to like you really have to take it in i think to get the full enjoyment and, and listen I'm, clearly people are getting the full enjoyment yeah, out of yeah. the game I mean, you know? clearly they are but, but i will tell you one thing right away as someone who loves final fantasy 14 you could not pay me enough money to make a new character and do that 200 hour grind i would never want to do it again i would not if you've done it if you've never done it that's fine right but i wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy where you have to do the whole story over again on a new character if you make an old character you have to do everything all over again or buy the level skip, right? And, you, and the reason to make an ult, of course, would be to, you know, raid with multiple parties, with, you know, get past the, the weekly lockouts because you can level every class on one if you want to, right? So fortunately, because you can level every character on one class, you don't have to make alts. But if you want to make an alt for other reasons, I would never. You, you, you have to pay like $1,000 to consider it even. Like anything less than that, like I, I just wouldn't do it because I've already seen the story. I like the story, but I wouldn't want to, I would never want to do it again. <laughs> Remo not playing New Game Plus. Yeah, in fact, I, Omar, yeah. I don't think we've ever played New Game Plus in any game we played. Yeah, yeah, it was never. I think Altai and me never just liked the New Game Plus stuff. Once yeah, th- is enough. I think so too. So if I made a new character, I would just buy a level skip or a story skip. So that hundred percent. But I recommend Altai. Still would like you to play Final Fantasy XIV one day. Well, I, if I did play, I would literally skip every story. I wouldn't read one thing. Well, the, 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 hold on. The fourth, the good thing actually about Shadowbringers is I think it's a good spot to pick up for a lot of uh, like if you never played the game and you buy the level skip, I, I think you can get most of the story from where we are today. Only because Shadowbringers is set basically in like a parallel world, so it's kind of separated from okay, everything else before. That's interesting. We're meeting new characters. But even the new stuff, I wouldn't read the new quest either. No, no. I mean, look, <laughs> sure. You, I mean, if it catches my here's the thing, I'm not going to rule it out. But if it doesn't immediately catch my interest, I'll skip and then. That I, w- I would apply that to every single quest. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I do this in every game. It's not like I'm, not, I'm exclusively doing this to Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Okay, the story this time was so much better. It, it got to a point where I think I argued with Canaris for like over an hour, like two hours on Discord about the motivations of the main, the main guy, you know, the main bad baddie. And I argued with another friend, in my free company, for like forty minutes about like back and forth on, you know, if if they were, you know, if the bad guys were actually the good guys and stuff like that. So, so where did you got fall to... on this? Were you, were you defending the bad guy? Oh, 100%. I actually genuinely believe the, the bad guys' motivations were more pure and would lead to a better right, world. Well, without even knowing the story, I got my silver bullet loaded. I'm going to get you, right? Revolver, here we go. Right, let's go. It is not the place of immortals to run the affairs of mortals. Boom. Hashtag deep. There you go. So he's, he's no, he has no place telling. It's like a fifth dimensional alien. They came down and told us what to do. I'll be like, F no, off. No, but, 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 you, but again, it's a lot more tricky than that. I'll tell you. I, 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 I can refute you in the, in the post game maybe. For not really much. There's, again, there's not really too many spoilers because we kind of know about this guy's uh, motivation for a while, but he just explains it in, in detail later. But I'll talk about it later, I'll because he's got a, I got a pretty good you know, counterpoint right, to right, that. Right, right. Yeah. All right, we'll see. All right, so let's but, move on to something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, about, how about this thing? Jagex got sold. Yeah, Jagex, some some American private equity group uh, bought Jagex for $350 million. Should come as no surprise, though, because I think uh, like a year ago, it came out that the Chinese parent company was trying to shop them off and sell them. But what's surprising to me is just how little yeah. they got sold for. $350 million? That's nothing, boys. $350 million bucks? That's chump change for a company like Jagex. And what's remarkable is Jagex made like in profits like nearly $60 million last year. So $60 million being sold... A company that makes $60 million being sold for $350 million, that's like seven times uh, profits, which is extremely low for a company like Jagex, which is growing. 
and the video game industry. Video game companies trade at like 15 times multiples. So it's remarkable to me why you know how they got sold so cheaply. It had to be the fact that I think um, the, the, it was a Chinese like iron ore mining company. They were like strapped for cash. They needed money right now, so they they sold it. I think at a very low price. And it should be noted that the sale is not because of a, uh, Jagex is doing poorly. Like Mark said, it's actually all time highs for Jagex in terms of sales subscriptions. It's because the Chinese company just needed money really fast. So no no fault of Jagex here, and I'm actually kind of glad to see it back out of the hands of the Chinese farmers. And into the out of the, out of the hands of the Chinese into the private equity owners of Platinum Equity Partners. Listen, it's a private equity company. Yes. So America. slick suits in Manhattan are now calling the shots at uh, in RuneScape world. I mean, the thing is, when you buy a company, it's kind of like a self-contained operation. You know, that's like when you buy a big company, they have their own board of directors, they have their own like management. So RuneScape and Jagex are, are running their own show. It's not like these guys from New York are going to be flying to London and running the show at Jagex. No, that's a, you know, when you buy a small business that's owned by one guy. Yeah, you have to kind of buy and then operate it differently. But anytime you're buying a big company, it's always the same people generally running the same show. So I don't think too much is going to change. People were hella worried when, when the Chinese bought Jagex. Oh, they're going to make it to a cash grab, right? But like, arguably, you know, old school RuneScape didn't become a cash grab while the Chinese owned them. Like, not much has changed, really. And the game is an all-time high. So I, I don't think much is going to change from that direction. Obviously, they have, they have the authority to say, you know, monetize the game more. And that, that could screw things up, but... I doubt they would, you know. So I wonder. I wonder this. if this is a bridge thing. How long will this? Obviously, this private equity company doesn't want to keep this forever. It's not like really their core business. I wonder who they they're going to try to flog it to, uh, you know, in a year or two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. But interesting. I mean, just to show you how much uh, RuneScape seems to really care about the way their players think. I mean, this this is still a remarkable thing for MMORPGs and remarkable for Jagex. The the polling system in old school RuneScape just blows me away. So what happened was um. They, they did. A, they did. A, they asked her. They pulled their users. Jagex pulled users, saying that you know we did. A, we did a partnership in the past with Twitch Prime to bring new players to the game by giving them a free cosmetic, right, or something. We, you know, we we want to do future partnerships such as this, this, and this. Can you guys vote on it? And seventy percent of players came out and said, "No, we don't want any more partnerships." Right? Wow. And because players are worried that if they do these partnerships by giving away like cash, like some cosmetics, it's going to bring us closer to microtransactions. So as seventy percent of players voted against it. Uh, Jagex pulled the polls and said, you know what? We heard you loud and clear. We're not doing this. You know, we think partnerships are a good idea, but you guys disagree. So any partnership they do will not involve any in-game items. So they wanted to... The fact that they respect their players so much that the players have control over some development changes in RuneScape is remarkable. It really keeps the developers in check, for old-school RuneScape at least. I mean, I would like to see perhaps a similar system implemented in other games where they list the player feedback directly. I do think there's often a, a disconnect between... The players and the developers, and what better way to handle the disconnect than literal in-game polls for for uh, for major changes to the game? It's such a, I think it's an amazing idea that no one else does about RuneScape. You know, yeah, I was surprised by that too because there, a, a few games do do it, but they're all tiny, like really, really tiny games do this. Uh, but Jagex mm-hmm. is able to do it at, at a huge scale, which is surprising. So that's that's impressive. It just, it just seems like so many like so many things can be so many disasters can be prevented, like the changes for um. For, for Scholar and stuff in Final Fantasy XIV. Like, these are so obviously such bad ideas that people realize right away. You know, it, it just, if, 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 obviously you can't, you know, take everything from players. And I think Old School RuneScape is an interesting case. It's, uh, you know, basically like a vanilla version, a different version of RuneScape. They want to preserve the feeling of Old School RuneScape. So they, they always want to hear back from players how they want to preserve the old meaning while adding new content as well. So player input there is more required. I mean, you can't take player input on like a ton of new content. So it might not work as well with other games. Like a lot of balanced stuff, a lot of just like big decisions. I think it'd be, it'd be really cool to see WoW and other MMOs you know, take player feedback directly. I know Maple Stories too said they wanted to collaborate with players on the forums with discussion on how they add new content to the game. But that doesn't really like. It's hard to get players interested in that conversation when next I can be like, okay, we heard you, but fuck you, we're not going to do something otherwise. Where the polls in RuneScape are public, everyone can clearly see what people are voting on, and the developer doesn't want to go against you know player opinions. Yeah, I could definitely see if MapleStory ever does launch a vanilla server or if mm-hmm. WoW launches a, you know, their server. Mm-hmm. I think for, for a lot of vanilla or classic servers, you can probably, you know, this community pool is probably a good idea. Imagine Riot did that for League of Legends. It's, it's, it's such a weird balancing act for Riot or any mobile. You have so many heroes and a lot of the players don't know what's OP or what's not, you know. So I don't know. It, it'd be very hard for, I think, a MOBA or, any, you know, game like that or Hero Shooter to be able to balance around that. How are you gonna have ad block? Right. Do you, listen, ad block is a way of life. I don't deviate. I agree with Mega Crappy username. All right. That's the thing too. Like, uh, I, I we use we both use ad block, and I ain't gonna 
don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna put those ads on mmos.com that are like showing the frowny faces. Like, please support us. You use AdBlock. People sad. You know, I'm not gonna put those on on the site. AdBlock is definitely the way. You know where it's at. So we rely on your shekels, all right, directly through the subscription. So there you go. Or yeah. or if you click uh some of those those uh browser games on our site where you get fifty percent revenue share. That's where it's at too. All right. That's right. Spend some money on some Duker strategy games and give it most.com 50%. Get, right, it, get addicted. All right. So, do, do you know what's another big drama this week? I'm sure you've heard this one. The G2A hate wagon. <sighs> yes, I did hear about it. And <laughs> I defend G2A. Me too. I was going to say, my hot take, unpopular hot take, G2A did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong. Did nothing did wrong. wrong. Listen, they're just reselling right, keys. Okay. This is called consumer freedom. If you as a developer don't want this, all right, don't sell regional prices. Don't do all this crap. All right, but there are, all right, now I'm going to take Devil's Advocate then, okay? So all right, beat Devil's argue, Advocate. Uh, what about, what if somebody has a stolen credit card, buys 10 keys from your site, okay, and sells it? Sounds like on. the problem with the guy stealing credit card, and does, you know, why is that my, on me? Okay, so you think it's cool if, uh, like, I, I, I go to your store. You go, I, I, you go to GTA. Physical store. No, no, I, 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 no you, run, you run Altai's Hat Emporium, okay? I go to Altai's Hat Emporium. I buy 10 hats from you with my credit card, stolen credit card, okay? Yep. All right? And I sell the hats. Yep. On uh, on eBay. Yep. And then now there's chargeback. You just you just lost. You, no, you, no. The case, credit card company makes me whole. The only one who loses no, here is the credit card company. No. Credit card company. The vendor never gets their money. What are you talking about? Credit card fraud? The vendor is, the vendor is never made whole in, in chargeback. I don't know. You, you, you eat the loss. Any e-commerce sales the same way too. Sellers, the, the credit company never eats loss. You, that's not how it works. I don't know. I'm, I'm 100% on this. When there's chargebacks, it's the... There's a reason why too. When there's, when there's chargeback, if you... Like, if you charge back RuneScape, Warframe, any MMORPG, the first thing that happens is your account's banned. Okay. If you Why would they ban your account? Why would they care if they got, if they got their money anyway? Because you're going to keep doing it. Well, they got their money. No. I, I, I am 100% on, the, on, on chargebacks. The, the seller loses okay, the money. Okay. Well, so you're right. Okay. Okay. So you, now you just lost uh, $100 worth of hats. Are, are you not upset? Like, should this, what? you know, and okay. what's enabling this guy to sell these hats? What, it's going to be the flip, flip it on, on G2A in this case or eBay or somewhere else. Okay, there's a simple solution here. Don't sell keys. Just have well, it. Don't, don't, don't sell. Don't no, sell no, no, no. You go to Steam, you buy the game, you get the game. Yes, can, so what's, yes, what's, what's, what's the problem? You can do that. All right, obviously. But for, for a physical retailer, right? Where let's say they sell physical goods. Uh, okay, G2A does not do physical, but uh, okay, so, so I'm, I'm a little confused so, by the. Would, would the principle not apply? Just take cash. If, 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 we're, take, if we're taking this analogy to like a weird physical world. Cash only, cash only, boys. That's it, done. So let's let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to GTA. Okay? okay, if you if you the company developer are going to sell keys, the risk you take with keys is that people are going to buy and sell and trade them and, and char- chargebacks, right? That's but, true as well. Yes. So how about this? You list your game on you know Steam directly, or you know Epic Games directly, or uh, Apple Store, or you know whatever Google Store, and that's it, done. Yeah, I, I think what was remarkable about it is I read some of the reply, G2A started this drama startup. The G2A responded to a tweet with an article on GamesIndustry.biz talking about like specifically their complaints. And this this indie game company was saying that you know, don't buy our games on G2A, just pirate them instead. We make you know the same amount of money either way. And they responded like basically like this created a lot of drama, but it's not based in reality because chargebacks. I think we can agree is is the main problem. I think. Stolen credit cards and chargebacks are, are are the biggest issue. I think that's where the developers have the most real concerns, right? Because mm-hmm. chargebacks are generally obviously you could say don't just don't sell keys, lol, which works too. But chargebacks as a percent of like all the transactions on G two in general are such a small amount. I think they specifically said like with your indie game since since your indie game launched out of early access, a total of five keys were sold on G two A, and you made this entire post about this. So you basically monetized hype. Yep. Yeah. On on five versions of your game selling. I mean, indie games make up I think eight percent they said of G two A sales as well. So the scope of the problem for indie developers seems to be so small, where the real problem numbers are really small. However, there's another issue too. The very often develop indie indie developers especially they give away free copies of their game via giveaways. I know at most.com, you know we get like you know tons of giveaway offers from like these random indie games. They give us keys. Like tons of keys. Hey, give away 50 copies of our indie game on your website. Here you go, 50 keys. And we don't do that. So even the, the, the keys just sit in my, my Gmail, never open, right? But I can just take those keys and sell them right. on, on, on G2A. Or if somebody wins one of those keys, they can just sell it on G2A as well. And that's a potentially a lost sale for, for G2A. Well, they, 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 gave a, they gave away a free developer. copy. That's, yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. But that's the thing. People don't want... 
Who's people? people? That, the developers don't want it. The, the developers don't want people that win free copies of their game to sell it because they view that as a loss set. Well, so then they hurt. should not do giveaways. I, I agree. Yeah. I disagree. On that part, I think the fact that consumers can sell their keys is fine. The part that's the problem is the chargebacks. Listen. And now the pro- where we disagree, where where is the responsibility for dealing with these chargebacks? Is it on? Is it purely on the, in the developer? Yes. Where they have to make yep. sure there's no. There's no yep. Oh. Your job uh, as a consumer is to get the lowest price you can, right? The lowest price, yeah. Or else you are actually destroying the world. The, the universe depends on you. Getting, wow. doing what's best for you right that's how that's how it's called it's called capitalism baby all right if you disrupt the system like omar used to buy dvds right for animes before like Crunchyroll, and i would ask him why are you buying that dvd we watched it for free on these pirate sites so, oh i want to support the guys who made it i'm like no you actually yeah, god god forbid i want to support steins gate boys all right I, I, I bought the steins gate dvd i made the argument that you're actually hurting the guys who made steins gate by buying that dvd you know why you're prolonging their switch to the streaming model because oh, I, mean, I guess we're still selling DVDs. I mean, why do we got to stream? We're still selling these, a few. I mean, it's going down every year, but we're still selling some. But if you say, nope, not buying it. And if all the sales go to zero right away, they'll say, oh, shit, we're not selling DVDs anymore. We got to do the streaming shit. So you, you, you actually hurt them in the long run. Listen, I wanted to support my boys for making my favorite You didn't anime. support them, though. That's my point. All right. Season two sucks. Don't watch the tech bar signs yet. The first part, great, though. All right. No, you, need, you need to. You, you, every time you buy something or spend money, you send a signal. Right. And yes. that signal is what determines what you know other the other party you know does. However, you, know, you got to respond to that signal. So if you send the wrong signal, they're going to make the wrong response. Yes, I, I agree to. I, I, yes, I agree with the premise over there. But at that point, there was no other way for me to support this company, this Japanese company. They they did they only sold DVDs. You know, it was the right. only way for me. To, so I no, wanted no. to basically say, I enjoyed your product. I want to give you money. How can I give you money? Why don't you write them a letter and saying, Hey, oh do my streaming. God, write a letter. That, that, that's more work. I don't do that shit. Or don't or, or don't do anything. Because now when they see a sale gone, or they have no income coming in, they got to change their yeah, business model. Or, or, or they go bankrupt. They change their business model or go bankrupt. Okay. Okay. I think, but I, I'm, I gave them the signal, I want more of what you're doing, right? How else can I do that? I don't particularly care about the business model. I, I wanted to reward them for what they created in the hopes that they create more. But then again, maybe I'm, I'm mistaken because I didn't like Stanley There you State, go. See? The second part if of you didn't State buy State. that DVD, that, that, that season would have been better. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, people obviously are going to disagree with me, but Stein's Gate is my favorite anime. But the the second part, uh, honestly, I, I prefer not to be there. I I, I just didn't like it. Uh, so there you go. Well, maybe maybe I should maybe I should have bought that DVD. Kappa. Side Tokai is um, you'd be surprised. A lot of people, for example, I can pirate anything I want, but I still you know I watch on Netflix, Amazon Prime, I watch on Hulu because it's easier. These are these are cheap enough options that it's not worth the effort of, of turning on my VPN, downloading these bullshit mm-hmm. files, getting a virus here and there. <laughs> like so, I'd, if I can just pay the five dollars a month or whatever and just get it for you know everything I need, I will. Um, so you mm-hmm. got to make the cost of piracy higher than the cost of the streaming. It's true. I, I, I use Crunchyroll now too. Nowadays, if, if you know people tell me to watch an anime, if it's not on Crunchyroll, I'm honestly just not going to watch it. It's just so convenient to watch that. See, there you go. And obviously, I know Crunchyroll gives them some. Uh, you know, the developer, the, the anime producer makes some money off Crunchyroll too. So if you didn't buy that DVD, Crunchyroll would have came out one day earlier. Think about it that way. Maybe I'm pretty sure Steins Gate is not on Crunchyroll, unfortunately. Cost and convenience that rules all. There you go. Yeah, but G2A bandwagon, hate bandwagon, I think it's gotten a little too off the rails. I yeah. mean, poor G, thinking a lot of hate. I, honestly, it's, it's self-inflicted too. Just, if they ignored all these problems, it would be much better. Fighting it is not going to help them. I suspect that uh, their chargeback rate or like whatever this chargeback stuff is going on is, is not much higher than anywhere else on the internet. Um, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that everything else I, I say is not a problem. The chargeback, we just kind of, I can understand people blaming G2A for like facilitating the chargebacks and allowing it to happen. But they do have a good argument too that you know, fine. Let's say we disappear. They're just still on eBay or anywhere else. But like, yeah. obviously, you know, the argument that like, oh, if we don't commit the crime, somebody else will isn't really a good idea either. Even though it's not a crime. Yeah, no crime here. Yeah, so it's it, they're in a very wonky position. They also, I mean, Canaris, has, what's this? Hey, explain this. Hey, anything we missed? There's one part I think where uh, G2A made a mistake. They proved like they're um, I think they were wrong. They emailed, they emailed uh, like some indie game website and they said, you know, we want to write an article on your website showing our position because we think everyone's misrepresenting us, right? And we don't want this to be labeled as a sponsored post, but we want to give you money. Deal? And, they, and the guy just copied and pasted the email on Twitter showing that they were trying to buy a, you know, a sponsored post without being sponsored. And then G2A came out and said, oh, this was a rogue employee. You know, he's going to be punished. Bullshit. That was not a rogue employee. That was policy from the top That's down. That's pretty funny. That shit happens all the time. Literally all the, We get offers for 
paid, paid sponsored posts. They're not labeled sponsored posts all the time. And it, it, it's always policy. And they got caught and they screamed, rogue employee, wasn't our fault. So they definitely lied about that. Nice. But, uh, beyond that, beyond the chargebacks, I don't know what the what the hate is for G2. Yes, they facilitate some level of, you know, people steal, quote-unquote, stealing credit card fraud and selling the keys. But if somebody has stolen, stolen uh, credit card numbers, why not just buy, like, Visa gift cards or, uh, you know, Domino's gift cards or something else, you know? Yeah, why, why, yeah. It, uh, it seems fishy to me. I, I, are, are indie games the best way to launder stolen credit cards into money? That can't be. And and don't forget, G2A takes a, takes a cut when people sell their keys. Yeah. So why wouldn't, if I, if I stole, if I stole my credit card, I would buy, like you said, a Visa, you know, gift cards. Um, I wouldn't buy Steam credit or like Steam CD keys from like, I, I, it's just it's a weird way to make money. They still seem to Seagal to beat him up. There you go. There you go. Buy you can buy some Belle Delphine bathwater instead. There you go. That's the, that's definitely the play for life. Good point. I suspect a lot of um, the hate comes from the fact that what, what, what's really happening is arbitrage between different uh, regions. Regions. Yeah. Right. So people who are buying these keys in like poorer regions and they're selling the keys on G2A to kind of you know, to, to Western people. And on that account, I, I'm with G2A. That, that's called business, baby. If you sell, if I can go to like, if I can buy an iPhone in America and then sell it for double in like Europe, why wouldn't I do that? Like, you know, it's your job to you know figure that out, not me. That's true. I, I mean, that's where the biggest I think value proposition is for G two A to customers is the regional arbit, regional pricing arbitrage, where like you said, wholesalers will buy the keys from Russia where the keys are cheap as fuck, and they'll get the Russian pricing, but it works on the global version of Steam for whatever reason, and you use it that way. Listen, I, I'm with you too. If I can get a game cheap on G two A, I do it. And there's always a risk on G2A that I think people realize that if the key was stolen, I mean, some percent of keys are stolen on G2A. But from what G2A is saying, it's a very small amount. And they deal with those as it happens. And people do, if, if you buy a key on, on, on G2A that ends up being stolen, uh, you actually lose it on your Steam account if it gets reported. So you might have a game on Steam, and then the next day it disappears after Steam deactivates it for being reported as you know a chargeback from the developer, which complains to Steam, and it gets fixed that way. But it does seem like G2A at least says, you know, if, if your keys are ever stolen, is there any, if you can, they say if you can prove to us that there's a chargeback fraud that we described, they give you 10 times your money. Now, they could just be lying, but, you know, the fact that they, they seem to be at least trying to address the issue. Yeah, and and I really think credit cards are kind of a weird way to uh, verify purchases. I mean, they've been around for a while now, and I think it's just kind of implanted. But this system needs to go, and I, I think I think hopefully Apple will make some progress on this front. I know they're rolling out their login with Apple now, um, mm-hmm. Any app or like site that allows you to log in with Google or um, Facebook, right? They say Apple says mm-hmm. you must you must have Apple ID login too. If you don't, we're gonna ban you from our you know products. So it's gonna force everyone to have that. And if you have Apple Pay, which is kind of growing now, maybe you can one click pay. Amazon Pay has this too. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So bullshit websites. If you don't if you don't trust a bullshit website, you don't want them getting your payment information. What you do is if you pay with Amazon Pay or any of these uh, pay with PayPal, they don't actually get your information directly. Those those um, the vendor mm-hmm. it goes through paypal or amazon so hopefully we'll do more of this in the future rather than people punching in their credit card number on random websites and, and one more thing like i can't like I, I feel for indie developers too but where i don't like sympathize with them too is they say like if somebody buys like a thousand keys from your game as a like a fake wholesaler right with a stolen credit card does it behoove you i want these word behoove by the way it's a fun word does it behoove you to like not accept credit card payments for a thousand for a bulk order it's called bank transfer wire transfer we've had this technology forever where those are irreversible you know yeah like the credit card is great for the consumer end but the keys are specifically sold directly by developers to wholesalers to bigger resellers that they're sold in that fashion and those people shouldn't be using credit cards to buy your game anyway plus you're paying a credit card fee to accept payments it's cheaper for you if you're selling even remotely bulk copies of units to just take bank transfer only or wire transfer only. Again, this is business to business, not business to consumer. So it makes no sense except credit cards either. So beyond that, I I, I like the value proposition I get from G2A. I, I hear the developers on the, on, the, on the stolen credit card concern. I just think the, the amount of hate towards G2A, I think is a little bit, a little, little bit more than deserve. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, the hate towards them uh, is a good subject to move to the next one. Epic Games. Epic is still getting a lot of hate for their Epic yep. Store. And they're trying to do they're spending a lot of money to try to mitigate this. So, for example, maybe you heard about this one, Shenmue 3, the pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Did you read this? Uh, vaguely. Something about them funding it or something. I don't right. Know. So, basically, it's a Kickstarter project, and they said it's going to be on Steam in the Kickstarter. So, mm-hmm. people funded it, and then they said, JK, we're going to be Epic Store exclusive. And then mm-hmm. a lot of people said, oh, this is not fair. We want it to be on Steam. You know, that's mm-hmm. why we backed it. 
And then Shenmue guys said, we're not going to give a refund for this reason. And then Epic said, fine, we will. We will pay out of our pocket anybody who wants a refund. So Shenmue still gets to keep the money. Uh, so, but Epic will just... The, the Fortnite bucks, the V-Bucks, are going to pay all these refunds. Good guy Epic. They, they didn't have to do that, but they did, you know? It was obviously... It was, it was the developers of Shenmue that made the decision to take the Epic money and go on Epic only, right? And it was Epic that, that just came out and honored the refund complaints from people that didn't want to play it on Epic. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the people that don't like Epic, they could do nothing right, you know? It's very odd the amount of hate they get. I mean, yeah, it is. And I honestly think the guy running Epic, he's really trying to. He's really He really cares about games. Because you know, when we get those free games every two weeks on Epic Store, Epic is paying those for those games. They're not, you know, Epic is not getting them for free. We're getting them for free. So I think he's splashing you know, millions, hundreds, tens of millions. It's not hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions of yeah, dollars on free This Fortnite games. money is just going to gamers, basically, uh, in one form or the other. And I think it, I think as an option to be really good for gaming, this Fortnite buzz and all this mm-hmm. money. But I would yeah, Fortnite has, has Fortnite money has flowed into gamers and developers in, in, on in, in a remarkable way. You know, like Epic Games could have easily just taken all the Fortnite profits and just literally paid out a big fat dividend to Tim Sweeney. And he could just live in a, he just bought more mansions. Instead, that money is being basically reinvested on building the platform, which ends up basically just giving free shit to us. How many yeah. free games have you gotten? Altai, on, oh, on, like uh, like, like, like at least a dozen by now. Yeah. So they're giving away games to everyone. They're subsidizing game costs. They're refunding people that are complaining about Shenmue. Like, all of this is just benefiting gamers. Like, it just seems like a win. Like, obviously, yes, you guys, look, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Epic fanboy. I, I, I hate, Epic client is shit compared to the Steam client. Yeah. But it's such a minor inconvenience for me to go on Epic versus Steam. Like, I'm going to do it if I get free shit. Uh, I'll, I'll take the free shit all day. It's a shittier client, objectively. But whatever. I get free stuff. Win win. Yeah. I just hope that they pour more of this money. Actually, I, one of the things is you can't really, Try helping consumers because they just get complaining like this. I would, mm-hmm. I would hope, I wish they uh, in the back end use some of this money to fund or purchase other um, third party, um, uh, what do you call software and stuff to build games, so that they, you know they can make uh, Epic the, the the engine, Unreal Engine, as you know as, as powerful as they can, so that in the mm-hmm. future, uh, real games like MMORPGs, you know. More oh god! And more on Unreal Engine. Please no, Altai. Please Wh- why? no. Why? What, what if? What if because of the billion dollars a year coming in for Fortnite, they can make Unreal Engine five, and it actually works well with MRPGs? Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. If they can make it just right now, Unreal has been always a disaster. Yes, yeah. for well, they didn't have the, they didn't have as much money as they have now. So hopefully now, now, now they're huge. So maybe they can do yeah, a better so job. My right. point is, I would rather them use the money they're giving for free games now, rather just pour that into the engine side and make a better engine. Well, I, I'm enjoying my free games, Altai. All right, yeah, I'm getting the, me too. the freebies. Man, this week is a good one. Overcooked. If you guys haven't played it yet, it's really fun. Local co-op. I played, yeah, I played the Dota 2 version, the custom app for the <sighs> Dota 2 Overcooked version, which is pretty fun too. That's true. You do have a lot of waifu games on uh, on Steam. Oh, I-, I wanted to say this earlier too. We're talking about Final Fantasy 14. I do think, you know, games like Final Fantasy 14 and World of Warcraft today still have so much consumer surplus because listen, I pay ten bucks a month by Final Fantasy 14. I don't spend any money to cash out. For ten for my for my ten bucks, I played sixteen hours a day for like five days. Which is which is nuts. In fact, I looked at my slash playtime recently. I'm at 130 days off that I have playtime. 130 in-game days. Okay, so let's let's see how much how much it cost me to play Final Fantasy 14 for the last three years. So that's uh three years. I'm paying ten bucks a month, twelve dollars a month, twelve twelve months, hundred twenty, three sixty. I paid three hundred and sixty dollars. Plus the cost of the expansions, which for, for simplicity's case, I'm not going to include it. It's like 30 bucks, 40 bucks for expansion. So $360 divided by wait, 125 days times 24 hours. I have 3,000 hours played. So that's going to be 360 divided by 3,000. 360. How much per hour I've paid? I paid about 12 cents per hour to play Final Fantasy XIV. It, it's very hard to beat that with any other, like, like even a full budget console game, going to the movies. Or nowadays, the best comparison is mobile games. You know, you play a mobile game for like ten hours, you might spend a hundred dollars on it. You know, mm-hmm. so the amount of money mobile games are making, even console games are making per hour of enjoyment, is through the and free to play games as well. I think I think games like League of Legends stuff they make more money per hour than than monthly and more PGs. I think that's the biggest reason free to play took over. You make more money on a free to play game than a subscription based game. So it just seems like. Final Fantasy XIV does leave, leave a lot on the table with their subscription model, and yes. nothing in the store is really required. Yeah, same thing with. I wonder, I wonder how long they can go on because uh, they're, they're still making a lot. You know, they're growing still Final Fantasy, so it's working. Yeah. 
But with mm-hmm. WoW, it's not working. They're going down. So I'm curious if WoW will go free-to-play uh, one of these days. Yeah, I've been saying this for a while. I, I would like Final Fantasy XIV to make more money. Like, it just seems like... I'm getting such a good deal for what I'm like for what I'm paying. That's the best ten bucks a month I can spend. You know, like, I get so much value out of that ten bucks a month I spend. So it's not, obviously there are people that buy Fantasias and other uh, you know microtransaction items as well. But there's nothing in the in the, in, in the mock station that you need to buy. It's just a few cosmetics and some basic things. And honestly, the UI is kind of asked for the mock station. Like, I thought you can't like there's no button in the game to open up the cash shop. You have to like, go to their shitty website, log in, and you look at like the pictures of the items rather than like imagine in game. You can see the mock station, the cash shop in-game, preview the items on your character, and buy it right then and there with a one-click purchase tied to your credit card on your account. Your sales will go up like tenfold. They don't have, they don't, in Japan, they don't have the technology yet. <laughs> the technology ain't there yet. It, it, it's just bizarre to me that they, they haven't figured that out. Yeah, Korean like, games, they get that down first. You know, The first thing they figure out is the, the cash shop. It just, I, I, I actually might end up buying some cool cosmetics if I could see them previewed on my character in-game with a very convenience of a click. I don't want to go on their shitty website, which... Final Fantasy XIV is objectively a shitty backend and website. So it's just really bizarre that they they just haven't figured it out yet. I, I wanted to make more money. I feel like they deserve it. Final Fantasy XIV, like, listen, I love you guys. Like, take my money. It's like when Warren Buffett or those rich people say, like, tax us more, you know? People that want to pay more taxes. Like, listen, I'm a Final Fantasy XIV player. Take my money. Let me, let me, you know, like, want to spend more money in your game somehow without compromising gameplay, obviously. Because I think the moment you start compromising gameplay, it could be a problem. But as is, it just, they're leaving it on the table. I wonder what I could do, but there did you hear one? There is a new live action TV show coming out for Final Fantasy XIV. Ah, it's gonna be kind of weird, but we'll see. I mean, the story is very much like fits. I don't think the story really fit, uh, you know, a live action setting, but who knows? There's also a Doom TV show coming out, the making of Doom. Why? Oh, the, making of Doom. Making documentary? Doom. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, it's, that, it's that, mo- that sounds cool. It's a mini series. I don't know what they call. And there's also mm-hmm. a Cuphead animation cartoon coming out on Netflix. Was it wasn't Cuphead supposed to be like super racist, according to some of those SJW memes? Well, I mean, everything's racist according to some stuff. So all right, there we'll you see. go. Everything everything is racist. Let's see what else here. We got oh the Hearthstone uh, censorship. Ooh, I, I know, there I know we you go. like the censorship, issue. boys. Let's hear it. Uh, so Hearthstone has decided to edit, update some of their card designs, and in all cases, they either reduce violence on the card or cover up, you know, some revealing ladies. So I, I don't, don't like to... it. I've seen these. I hate them. Let's see. Let's see some of these cards. Take a look. How do I faff my Hearthstone cards? I can't faff to the secret. What's her name? The the secret keeper anymore? This is not the same. This is this faff. is the most blatant one right here. Let's see. So I think they're trying to. What what is a Hearthstone rated anyway? Like a T? Like uh, I don't know. Maybe they're trying I, to... I don't think either of those would be like would push it to mature anyway. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to go E or something. Maybe is is Hearthstone on uh, Nintendo Switch yet? Maybe I mean, they probably could be. A, maybe they're trying to make the it on the Switch. And this is terrible. They got rid of the succubus. Like that's not really that sexual at all. Like you don't really see anything in that card. Yeah, it's pretty sexual. It's, if like you know, if your ten year old is playing on Nintendo Switch. Ah, uh, barely. What? What are you seeing? You would let your let's say eight year old play the succubus. Yes. Right. There's nothing going on there. Demonic, bro. The other one is demonic too. The problem is like you can't like the boobs are not the only part that's like even remotely revealing is like her chest, and really it's not that much and it's so small. Like, is your does your ten year old like have a have a magnifying glass onto their monitor zooming on like the you know the V area? Maybe uh, maybe they giggle and show their friends, and then you get a call from one of their moms like, oh, your kid showed me some like demonic succubus lady. Come on. You, you live in the you live in the Bible Belt South in this, on, in this scenario. Alta, if you watch like Cartoon Network, you see some characters in like cartoon characters in their bikinis. That's just as revealing. Come on, there are cartoon characters in bikinis on like Nickelodeon. I'm just saying. My guess is they're trying to lower the rating. And I'm I'm not saying should they do it. Probably not if they want to keep the T rating. But uh, maybe that's why. And here's a, here's another card here. So they got rid of some of the blood in uh, Eviscerate. Just a little bit. Like the the blood splatter is gone. This yeah. one's a little hard to notice. Just the splatter is gone. Here's one. There's another one. So I like got... physical. We're looking at some of the, the the censorship for the Hearthstone cards that came on the last uh, patch. They censored a lot of the cards to be less uh, less nudity, less violence. The Secret Keeper was hot as heck. Let me tell you that booty. I loved seeing that card in the game, but now you know I just can't I, I can't get it up anymore. You know. I'm actually surprised. It's still pretty revealing. This uh, Secret Keeper. Not really. We got a nice booty look. 
We got the nice back angle. Now we got a frontal facing almost no, like we can barely see your midriff over there. There's nothing now. Come on. Nothing. There's nothing. I can't get it up. Well, maybe Hearthstone is not for you to get it up, huh? Well, why not? All right. So there it is, boys. We got some. Uh... Oh, this bite is a big one. Look at this bite. So mm -hmm. this like panther is like spewing blood all over this poor guy. Now it's it's supposed to be a bite. Like the first art was like actually biting something. Now it's just like a roaring like tiger thing. So it's definitely kind of. I'm not a fan, honestly. It's just they just kept it as is. It, who was it really like bothering? Like who was? The, I, I can't imagine anyone was actually complaining about this. Yes, side toke is correct. Shadowverse still has all the blue lollies. So you know what? I'm calling it now. Shadowverse officially better game than Hearthstone. Okay, we have way hotter waifus. Rip. We got lollies. We got good. Shadowverse doesn't give a fuck. All right. What's what Shadowverse is rating? Probably teen as well. And they're showing so much more. Shadowverse has some amazing art. It's got their grand blue art, so of course it's you know nice. But they they censored a little bit as well. Shadowverse, what's her name? The mage girl. Her boobs were like more revealed in the Japanese version than the English version. So there's some censorship there as well, but there's just they 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 don't they don't really care. There's just so much revealing art in Shadowverse. So are we all universally against the censoring in Hearthstone? I, I can't imagine anyone's like, yeah, bro, I love less violence and less nudity. Yeah, who's like that? Nobody. Okay, what do you hear? The why? So their official line why they're doing yeah, this yeah, is bullshit. Is it over the years Hearthstone has developed its own like, style, like a more cartoony, mm -hmm. gimmicky style, rather than the WoW style that it was um, based on. So mm -hmm. trying to make it more cartoony. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hide thou boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more controversy. This is a fun one. So right. I'm going to bring the MMO's court in session. Right. Um, court is in session, boys. Court is in session, boys. So this restaurant in California was called the Angry Birds Nashville Hot Chicken Restaurant. And they got sued by Rovio, which is the guy's the Finnish company that makes uh, Angry Birds. And now you as a jury must decide, are they guilty or innocent? Guilty. Omar says guilty. 100% guilty. All right. Swing Any... them up to dry. Why? There's a Z. It's not their fault. Guilty. Guilty. 100% guilty. Listen, guys, it's, it's totally close. different. What are you talking about? They don't have any right. logo. It's just, it's just the words. No, it's a complete not. They stole the font. All they time. stole the font. Oh, my. You guys Listen, are defending fonts? Hold on. That font isn't even like, it's not even like, like a specific font, right? That's like a logo where they, they probably, the artist that wrote Angry Birds, they spelled that for the first time. They just made it into each letter individually. I, I don't think it's even a font. And they literally copied and pasted the exact way. If you overlay like that B, look at that B on Angry Birds and the, 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 the B on the chicken one. It's identical. Listen. That, listen. listen if, that, if the font was different, we're fine. Even so was, if I write a letter, if I write, hello, guys, my name is Arnaltai, nobody else can write it exactly the way I did? I own that no, font? Angry, Angry Bird, well, fonts are copyrighted, by the way, but uh, it's got the exact same name, but with a Z instead of an S, with the same exact font. Come on. And they're selling chicken. All right? It's, it's a bird restaurant. They're selling chicken. There's no way that was a coincidence. Okay? I'm telling you, they just copied it on purpose. Clearly, they copied fact, it. But, but was that, is, that a, is, that a, is that a fault? Is that a, is that a bad thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is there. Why? Yeah. Don't copy the change the font. You're good. Oh, change. I am not. You can call defendant. Angry Birds. Angry Birds is a good name, by the way, for chicken restaurants. It's it actually is. a really good name for a chicken restaurant. I like it. But don't copy the font, okay? Show some shame. Listen, I am siding with the restaurant. They did nothing. Angry Birds did nothing wrong. Listen, if you just want some hot Nashville chicken, this is fraud, okay? If I'm in Nashville, fraud? craving some chicken, is it fraud? I'm a, I'm oh a customer. My God. I'm playing Angry Birds on my mobile device. Okay, and I see this restaurant. I see the logo. Hey, this must be related to this. Rovio probably owns this place. Boom, misled. All right, yeah, a customer could be misled into thinking this is official. It's Angry not Angry Bird. Birds. It's Angry Birds. Okay, okay. totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Is that? It's the same font with the same name. Also, I'm they're not. It's not, it's not like you know. You can have um. Hmm. You know, if you let's say your your Apple computer, right? It doesn't mean I can't be like Apple. I can't be like Apple. Uh, tool repair like you can have yeah, it's fine you can have businesses with the same name as long as they're not in the same industry that, that's allowed today yeah they're so, both in the bird business they're not in the, both in the bird business one is they're a, in the bird app, business they're not in the bird business the bird they both deal in birds no one is a app and the other is a restaurant yeah they're not in the a same bird business. restaurant a bird app they're in the bird business <laughs> they're in the bird business no come on i say so, i say let him go but i guess I, I was outruled this time it seems most people in chat are in the guilty camp, so I'll tell you by by your logic then, like there's it's very hard to like do any level of copper infringement, no? 
No, if, if, if there was an app in your app store called Angry... Actually, the funny thing is we were talking about those um, shitty mobile game apps, yeah. right? If, if they literally made a game called Angry Birds with a Z in the game, in the mobile app store, that probably would be fine because apparently Google has no moderation and that would probably fly. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this, uh, if this Chinese game is, uh, is a knockoff as well because it seems like your standard for a knockoff is, uh, uh, is, uh, is intense. Gonna find it though. Yeah, link me. Oh, it's for, for, whether it's a knockoff and 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 actually a criminal issue is two separate issues. Yeah, I'm asking you okay. if it's you know, guilty or not guilty. Okay. Do you, do you think that they should be forced to change the name? This restaurant? No, they should no, not be forced. Right? Okay. Should this should this Chinese uh, game be forced to no. change their shit? And you I'm, see, I'm, I'm gonna say no before I even see because they should be forced to change it. Now, what shouldn't happen here is Blizzard should not then say, "Oh, you made a good clone. Let me actually work with you now for my game," because that's kind of like a, a bitch move. Yeah, a game can be a knockoff and still be legal. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it should be illegal to make a knockoff. Well, the game actually got kicked out of the Google, out of the out of the Play Store. Oh rip! Okay, it, it, it was. Oh god, I can't. I, I wanted to show you. I showed. I think we we talked about it before anyway. But let me look at you again. You can see um, like this game it was it was called um Fire Emblem Fire Hero Origins instead of Fire Emblem Heroes. So did it get kicked off? Yeah, they they actually got removed from the Google Play Store. Well, if you shame. see the art in the second screenshot on Twitter, there, it's literally the same exact art style, the same exact gameplay. And Alta, you're gonna say, oh, they own the art style. They There's a the... million games like this. First of all, no, so... there isn't. There is not a million games with the exact same art style. They have the exact characters. Alta, Sarja a... oh, and the characters could be an issue. Okay. Yes. Wait, also, by the way, don't forget the exact same art. Don't exact forget. Don't art. forget. Now we have two competing products in the exact same industry at mobile app games. Yeah. Right? They're both bird businesses. They're not <laughs> They're birds. They're birds. Maybe birds and the chickens. No, no. These are two literal same things competing in the same market. Yeah. So totally different. This is Fire Hero Origin, not Fire Emblem Heroes. I'll take completely different. There's actually a game called Brown Dust that kind of looks the same as... Um... No, completely different. I played it. The, the graphics kind of look like... Uh... Did, did I do a first look for this? I don't think I did, I don't think I did a first look for it, but I did a... Uh, I guess it's slightly, it's slightly different. It's quite a bit different. They all look the same to me, these mobile games. I can't no, tell. No, but, 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 the, but the Fire Hero Origin, the Chinese knockoff game, is a literal copy-paste of the art style and the gameplay. It's so... Like, you could have similar art style and similar gameplay. Right? Just like you can have similar font. They have identical font, all right? And the same exact name, too, listen, by the way. So listen, listen. Guilty. This one is more guilty because they're in the same industry. Oh, they fine. Do you think they'd be forced to change it? The name? Sure. Anagarsi. You said you said no before. The, no, the name is fine. But okay. the the what's it called? The name is fine, but the art style. They can't copy the characters directly. And by oh, the way, in Angry Birds, they didn't copy the characters, if you if you'll note. There's no there's no little red dude with the ball. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's, we gotta see we gotta see the menu. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanna Google that restaurant. What's it called? Nashville Angry Birds. Angry Birds, Nashville Hot Chicken. I'm Googling. <laughs> Yo, they have they have they have a five star review on Yelp with uh five hundred fifty reviews. Check this place out, boys. Yeah, link me to Yelp. Yeah, we'll, we'll check it. I'm getting hungry. Check this out. Now, I wish no, there was an Angry Birds, birds near me. Yo, know, Angry Birds, boys. They're coasting. Now, let's see this menu. Oh, you see that? You see that chicken dabbing on that first screenshot of the menu? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that chicken is from uh that from is, Rovio. Right? This is an original chicken right here. Look at a dabbing chicken. Yo, I want some spicy chicken. Oh, I am, I am, oof, I am hungry now. This place has everything. It has chicken, dabbing chickens. Dabbing chicken, boys. Five-star review on Yelp, though. That's pretty good. All right. Well, before we forget, there is one cool uh, actual news this week regarding MMORPGs. Bandai Namco announced... uh, Oh, it's a big one, actually, yeah. Yeah, it it was announced, I think, like a week ago, but there was no, like, trailer. Now we got a trailer. All right, we got mm-hmm. we got some we got some gameplay. It so, looks beautiful. It does look beautiful. Let me find that trailer. It, it's it's on the front page of mos.com. You just click on that link. Nice. The first slider. All right, newspaper says not guilty now. After you saw the the dabbing chicken, the dabbing chicken clears them of all. Kids. All right, all cleared. All clear. Let him go. So this is a new uh, MMORPG coming up by Bandai Namco, which is surprising because it's a Japanese company. But uh, let's watch this trailer, guys. It's uh it's a, it's a minute here. Put the volume up. Let's hear it.
私たちは時空の歪みを解消するそのためにはるか未来からやってきたのです倒すのが手分けやめてくありがとう。But yeah, it, it looks great. Sounds great.、Uh, high production value. I'm glad to see、uh, a new MMO light, even if it's you know, not persistent in development. And it's, it's, and it's not like you know, coming out in forever either. It's going to be coming out decently soon, I think, because there's a closed beta going on in Japan for three days at the end of the month. So、yep. it's, it's, it's at a point where it'll be playable to 5,000 people for closed beta, which is nice. It's not like it's going to be coming out soon. Yeah, this is the way something... to do it, boys.、Yeah. Announce the game, it's closed beta you know, at that month. Don't do this bullshit、yeah. where you announce the game and wait seven years like these Kickstarter games. Yeah, so this will be probably, this could conceivably come out next year, hopefully you know, in the West. I think it'll come out later this year in Japan. And if it does decent in Japan, it'll for sure come over here. I mean, Bandai Namco is trying to expand here as well. They got, they got Bless Unleashed. Oof, terrible game. But,、uh, you know, they're doing Bless Unleashed in, in the West. So I'm sure Blue Protocol will come here too. I mean, it, it looks, I think somebody said in the chat, it looks like Tails. I, I made the same comment in my weekly news recap. I said it looks. Mostly like Tales, a little bit like Breath of the Wild, but more like I'm getting a lot of Tales vibes from it.、Uh, Sai Tokai, we're still like 2072. Maybe I got up it to like 2092. You know, the way things are progressing, I got upgrade. I got I got Upstar Citizen. Push back a few more years. There's a. Have you guys seen the trailer for Genshin Impact? It's a Chinese developed game. Show、um, it off. It looks cool. It looks really good. And some, some people have.、Oh, this actually kind of ties into our Angry Birds discussion. Some people have said this is copying Breath of the Wild, but I don't see it. So here we go. Another... What, 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 by knowing it's Chinese, I'm already kind of like poisoned on my opinion. It's going to be it's copying something. Maybe not Breath of the Wild, it's copying something.、Right? So let's watch this with the eye、oh. of Breath of the Wild. Like, go back to the logo. I, I want you to read the slogan for this company. Okay, it's the beginning of this. Tech、video. Otaku Save the World. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a slogan. Yeah, my company's slogan is Tech Otaku Save the World. All right. I like how they're pretending to be Japanese too. That's, that's, that's very clever. Here we go. This game, or just think, Breath of the Channel, Breath of the Wild. Is it copying? Not yet. A little bit here. I think it looks pretty good. I don't, you know, it looks pretty nice. It looks beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I like the, the sleek anime art. The world looks a little bit like it, but I don't think you, it's the point where it's not quite like the Fire Emblem game. Gameplay is the actual gameplay videos are not gonna look nearly as pretty, by the way, with the UI and stuff. Wait, those monsters look a lot like Breath of the Wild, didn't they? The monster with the shield. 
Wait, this guy. I'm getting the Breath of Wild vibes from some of the guys. I give him a pass. This looks good. Yeah. I, I, this company, though, Muhaya, whatever they're called, they made Honkai Impact, so that alone gives me uh, a little bit of hope for them. Because Honkai Impact was one of, one of the better, I would say, mobile and more. Mobile, like, it's not, not an MRPG. It's a mobile, you know, waifu collecting action game with, without autoplay. So I bet this game will have autoplay, though. I hope not, though. Uh, there is gameplay videos of this one already because it's been closed beta. It looks really pretty. It is mobile, though, by the way, guys. Heads up, it's mobile. Yes! It didn't look, favorite it didn't platform. Look, it, didn't, it didn't look mobile, you know, until... Uh, it didn't really look mobile because there was no UI, but, yep, mobile gaming. Game gets an anime pass for Airhound. That's a good sign. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, you know, allergic to it. Just a lot of it is just cheesy. If you don't fap to Hente, you're allergic to it, Altai. I Speaking do not Speaking of Hente, to... Altai, oh, did you hear that? You, you linked me the Hente Haven drama, which is a pretty fun read. I, yeah, I read that. That was, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, it was, it was quite the story about how... The, the rise and fall and drama of, uh, of Hente Haven. I think Kotaku actually wrote a good article on that one. HH is rip. It was, it was fun drama for sure. Speaking of cute things, one more cute thing I got for you guys, all right? All right. So, do you guys play Turok when you were younger? Nobody here is that old. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you me, and like maybe two other guys in the chat are going to remember Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, well, all right? They decided to on take the N64. Turok on a whole new direction, boys. So, this is just a new Turok game. Escape from Lost Valley coming out end of this month. Uh, and it looks beautiful. It looks so cute. Here we go. They took Turok Dinosaur Hunter that was like this serious business bloody killing dinosaurs game and turned it into uh, into this cutesy game. This looks so cute. Uh, it does look really cute, but come on. This is not, this is not Turok. I want to, you know, this doesn't look like Turok. It looks exactly <laughs> like the original. <laughs> How cute is that? It is adorable. I'll give you that. But it, it, this is this is this is not Turok though. This is not the Turok I knew. <laughs> He's getting. There's some flashbacks. You know, I, I feel like I'm a kid again. You know, I'm playing Mario 64. <laughs> doing, you know. <laughs> I don't remember like this though. A little different. <laughs> no, Turok. The original Turok was a great game. All right. I remember like the sun gun. You shoot that shit. The whole like sky blows up in red. Some of the effects for the guns in Turok were pretty, you know, solid. A lot, of cute game. a lot of cute games coming out of this. Hashtag not my Turok. <laughs> Can't wait for them to make Doom in this style. Yeah. <laughs> Cheapy Doom. I like it. Yeah, right, I got a fun uh Final Fantasy 14 casino story. Maybe for the maybe for the post game right. though. I think I think we're ready. Any any big news? Anything else? We, I think we covered most things. It was a fun fun conversation as usual. Alright, we shall move on to the post game. Thanks for watching. Those on YouTube. And uh, stick with us on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Take care for YouTube.